Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Sid speaking to you again from home on this fifth Sunday during Lent. I trust you all are doing well. I've enjoyed speaking to you over the phone and texting back and forth and reading emails and communicating on social media. A number of you have inquired as to where to send your tithes and offerings, and I appreciate that inquiry. We continue to uh, have the expenses of the church, though we're outside the walls, but the ministry carries on, and we appreciate your faithfulness in your giving. And if you will send your offerings to this address, to the treasurer, if you need more information, feel free to contact me or the treasurer, and we'll uh, look at other ways. We appreciate Gail Ayers today, who has recorded a beautiful offertory, When I Surveyed the Wonders Cross. You probably know that hymn is a special arrangement by her. Enjoy it, meditate, and we appreciate every good and perfect gift that comes down from the Father above, the Father of lights. Amen. So we just want you to feel like you're still connected because we all are connected. We are part of each other. We're part of the body of Christ. We are connected through our denomination, through our conference, through our district. But most of all, our local church, Faith United Methodist Church over on Valley Hill Road in Riverdale. We're a small group, but God uses this little group of people in such a special way. And we have folks in and out all the time. And some are needy and come to us, and and uh, they stay a while, and then we don't see them again. But the core has been there, and many have passed on. And that's one of the things I want to talk to you about today uh, is about the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead. 
And I'm not going to read the whole gospel uh, lesson today, but it is a lengthy one. If you go to uh, the Gospel of St. John, chapter 11, you will see uh, the story of uh, Lazarus dying and Mary and Martha uh, sending for Jesus. And Jesus deliberately didn't come back to keep Lazarus from dying, uh, to heal him, because his death was going to show the glory of God. And I'm sure it's quite difficult for Mary and Martha to understand, obviously, at that time that the, and many of the others, the man who opened blinded eyes, caused the lame to walk, and uh, had raised uh, others, uh, healed so many diseases and cleansed lepers, you know, why not your best friend here? Why not raise him? Why not heal him, rather? And, and then he goes to the tomb when Mary and Martha are finally with him. And he sees how distressed Mary and Martha are. And the scripture says that he was moved in his spirit, moved deeply in his spirit. And he asked where they had laid him. And then they said, come and see, Lord. And Jesus began to weep. Jesus began to weep, and that's from the Revised Standard Version. The King James Version says, Jesus wept. We used to, we know that scripture very well, don't we? We uh, probably used it sometime in Sunday school or back when we said scriptures uh, in class, teacher call on us to give a scripture, and maybe that would be the one that would come. I heard a story about uh, a young man that was uh, having communion for the first time and was uh, getting to the prayer and and uh, he paused and he just went blank and, and so all he said was Jesus wept and so uh, sometimes that's the way we feel you know just the quickest thing that comes to our minds is what we say and we feel that uh need to just uh, blurt something out. Um, but here we have Jesus friends with Lazarus and friends with Mary and Martha. And it's just like we are in this uh, time, this trying time. We're all friends and family and we've all gone through struggles. We've, we've faced the death of loved ones before. Uh, we've lost parents, grandparents, spouses, brothers, sisters, children. I've been with so many. And, and one of the greatest honors that, that's ever been bestowed upon me is uh, to preach someone's uh, funeral, to speak there, to be asked to come and preside. And uh, or often as a pastor, it's just my duty to do that. And But it's always a special time and uh, to walk through the journey with a number of people who are going through the, uh, a long process of uh, maybe cancer or, or some other disease and I've sat with them and read scripture and talked to them about life and talked to them about uh, their feelings and people have experienced a lot of things and they've said things to me and uh, to be quite honest uh, more often than not, when I sit with a dying person talking to them, uh, they say 
extraordinary things. Sometimes they talk about their life story. I can think of several people in our church that I uh, sat and they just just go way back and they share things that even their families who are sitting there with me uh, had not heard. And it's really just kind of uh, astonishing that the things that come to mind at that time. But what I've found in people of faith, in the Christian faith, and people have a deep abiding faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, is that we know that if there's anything to all of this that we believe, that this is not all that we see, just as Paul said in the eighth chapter of, of Romans, uh, when he wrote that letter to them, that you know, if you're depending on the flesh, the flesh is death flesh dies, but the spirit is life, and it's the spirit of Christ that's in you, and there's no condemnation in you. you you're not going to be able to, to, to make that flesh live forever, but it's because Christ is in you that, that you have hope, that, uh, that you're going to overcome the world, as Jesus said, because Jesus overcame uh, the world. Oh, he overcame death, and Lazarus in a very unusual situation. Jesus allowed him to die, but he called him forth and he came out of the grave. And it was because remember, I can only imagine we see people uh, through medical means brought back and through prayer and what have you. We see the, you know, when they CPR and the, uh, the paddles and whatever, and they flatline and they come back. And we think that that is a great miracle. But here's Jesus just calling his name, Lazarus, come forth. Jesus told Mary and Martha that he was the resurrection, that he is the resurrection life. It's, it's, a, it's a message for us to remember that this thing that we believe in is that this life is temporary, but life eternal is what's important. And life forever. Jesus came to this world. We believe that as Christians. Now, we all seek to live our lives uh, in peace, and we seek to live our lives as Christians and follow the teachings of Jesus. But if we're Christians and we, we hold on to this, this thing of eternal life that we don't really understand, and it's not because we're good enough. Lord knows I'm a big old sinner. I'm the biggest sinner that I know, but I depend on the grace of Jesus Christ to uh, be with me, and he assures me and comforts me in my spirit and in the word. And even through all of my doubts, I, I sometimes as you learn more and you see more and you, you hear things, and I respect all faiths and all religions and people who don't even have any. That You know, if you have no faith, that's up to you and yourself and, and what you decide. But through my struggles, I have always come back after I go through all of this thinking, arguing with God, and arguing with people, and, and what have you. And like I took you to tell my first cousin, Tommy, who was like a brother to me, and he passed away a few years ago at 57 years old of liver cancer. And we used to have these, he was a minister as well, and, and we grew up together, and we uh, taught religion and, and uh, uh, one would kind of be down at times and uh, we'd encourage each other but we have these theological uh, philosophical kinds of things going back and forth and 
one day I said something that stuck with him, and he said, uh, uh, he said it to me many times and reminded me that I had said it. And what it was was just something really simple that in the final analysis, I still believe in Jesus Christ and believe that he is the Son of God. And it's through him that I want to live, that he's taken my sins, that he's given me grace. And in times like this, and, and, and I could imagine, I know Tommy's on the other side now, and he knows uh, what it's all about now, but if he were here with me, and all of these questions are going on, he'd probably say to me, and in your final analysis, he did that very tongue-in-cheek sometimes, and I'd have to smile after all my rants and all of my questions and being angry and on and on. Yep, I believe in Jesus. Andy Stanley one time was talking about all the early Christians that very often hurled the lions and put on poles and uh, set a fire and mock as the light of the world. And But it was written in the historical records of physicians of that day that they had never seen the like of this before, the people that died with such peace and joy without fear. We live in uncertain times. As I said last week, you know, things can happen to us anytime. We start dying really when we're uh, conceived or when we're born or uh, go through life. We're, we're in that process all the time. We've all lost loved ones, and we always wonder what it really is. You know, it's it's that thing that's always with us. But Jesus tells us, and the apostles tell us, and the scriptures tell us from, from Genesis to Revelation that God is wanting a, a relationship with us and that God is going to make all things new one day. And that we will live on. Now, I don't know what all of that entails and what that really means and how that's going to be. I couldn't even begin to tell you. I see what's written in the scriptures and I've heard many interpretations about it. But one thing I do know, just because Jesus said, I am the resurrection. He raised Lazarus from the dead and then he himself suffered and died and God raised him on the third day, and he is the resurrection. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. And one day, one day, he says he's coming back. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful image. And, and because of that, we have hope. We have peace. I remember when my mother was... Uh, at death's door and at St. Joseph's Hospital, Catholic Hospital in Atlanta is part of the Emory system now. But I remember going into the chapel and sitting there in the chapel and looking up at the uh, cross and Jesus on the cross and, and, and I'd say, you know, can't you just let her stay with us a little longer? Can't, why don't you heal her? What, you know? And she was getting up in years. It was difficult for her to hang on. And I remember you know, this peace that came over me one day and, you know, it was just, I knew that if she needed to take her rest, she would take her rest and it wasn't long that that happened. 
As I said, I've been with a lot of people when they have drawn their last breath. I've stood by a lot of graves. I've said a lot of words over folks. But there's always these different circumstances and different uh, conditions that are around. And we know that there's a peace that we can't even begin to understand. Jesus, as I said, tells us that because he overcame the world, that he gives us a peace that the world can't give. That's just like those early Christians that we think we're persecuted and we're going through some struggles, but think about them. Think about some around the world, the things that they've experienced. And we've been so blessed in, in our country and have freedom of religion and had the opportunity to be in those walls. But now we're out of those walls and we're having to be the church and show that the church is really Jesus Christ in us, the hope of glory. It's not that we've got to go back to church on Easter Sunday, that Sunday that we put aside and say that we're celebrating Easter because guess what? Every Sunday is Easter. Every day is Easter. We are Easter people. It's a hymn in our hymnal. And if you're a good Methodist, you probably got that hymnal at home. Easter people, raise your voices. Sounds of heaven and earth should ring. Christ has brought us heaven's choices. Heavenly music, let it ring. Alleluia, alleluia. Easter people, let us sing. Fear of death can no more stop us from our pressing here below. For our Lord empowered us to triumph over every foe. Alleluia, alleluia. On to victory now we go. Now, this is the one I like. This is the stanza that strikes me over and over again. And this is the one we need to hold fast to. Every day to us is Easter with its resurrection song when in trouble more the faster to our God who rights the wrong. Alleluia, alleluia. See the power of heaven's throne. We're Easter people. Every day is Easter with us. Let us walk in that as we profess our faith in this historic confession of our Christian faith. The Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. The third day he rose from the dead and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, from thence he shall come and judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, and is now, and evermore shall be, world without end. O God, we come to you, and we bring all of those in fear. We bring all of those that are in doubt, all of those who are suffering in their bodies for whatever reason, whether it's this virus or whether it's some other condition, give us all that peace that passes understanding. Be with our president, be with all levels of government, be with the scientists who, and the caregivers and the, uh, the medical professionals that 
are worn out, Lord, give them the strength to carry on and persevere till we win out and help us to do the right things and, and to practice social distancing and use good sense. And Lord, help us to follow through that we do your will. And while we're outside of those walls, may we be the church even more. May we show the world that you have come into, that you came into this world to give us life and to give it more abundantly. But we look to that day when there won't be any more suffering, any more crying, just that eternal day. Oh Lord, we give thanks to you. For we ask this in the name of the Good Shepherd who calls us and leads us along. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now may the love of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all until we meet again, till we meet again. Amen. And amen. As we leave today, we invite you to sing along with Gail's arrangement of the old rugged cross, a familiar hymn to all of us. You probably know it by heart. However, the words will be on the screen if you need them. And, or if you prefer just to listen and meditate or if you want to just sing along as they're at home and uh, enjoy this great hymn. And as we sing together, the old rugged cross.